Well, actually, I'll look at, I mean, you know, like I say, by celebrating, you know, Easter and they're talking about the Passover and stuff. And listen, there, I mean, it's just like you just know here at our church. Uh, uh, and if and if, and as you read your Bible on your own, you figure this stuff out. And but there, there'll be no question uh, in your mind about some stuff that uh, we we see this morning. Uh, the the Passover, you know, because the Passover. It, sometimes we'll say, like in our current vernacular, oh, the the Jews celebrate Passover and the Christians we do Easter. Well, it, it's it's all one and the same. It's all together. It's one and the same. Of course, we realize uh, concerning Jesus, we think about resurrection. But watch this. Okay, this is Genesis chapter 15. This is history. It's history. Don't, could, don't kid yourself and think that Genesis is not real. Because if you're going to convince yourself, and it's not from a Richard standpoint, Jesus quoted more out of Genesis than any other scripture. And of course, he said he was there. <laughs> Jesus was there. Yes, he was always there. Let me show you this real quick. I'm going to go to... Uh, we're going to go all the way near the end of the Bible here. Let's go to 1 John, and I'm reading from the Living Bible. Watch this. Look at, look at that statement right there. Christ was alive when the world began. We'll see all things were made for him and by him. He did it. Notice this is John. You know, John 3.16, he was there. He, saw, he says, yet I've seen him with my own eyes and listened to him speak. I've touched him with my own hands. He is God's message of life. This is the one. Uh, who is from God, who's been shown to us, and we guarantee we've seen him. I mean, John was saying, I saw him. I saw him. I saw him. I saw him. Okay. Now, let's go back to the book of Genesis here. And uh, so the book of beginnings, that's what the word uh, Genesis means. A lot of times at work, when we're, we're dealing with weapon systems and stuff like that, a lot of times some of the big shots will say, the Genesis of this is. And I'm like, yeah, praise the Lord. Genesis means beginning. Okay. In the 15th chapter, uh, uh, the Lord's already talking to someone by the name of Abraham. And anyway, you know, the, uh, let's see what he has to say here. I want to skip down to it. Uh, the Lord says, that's the Lord, Jehovah. The Lord told Abraham, your descendants will be slaves in a foreign land for 400 years. Wow. And you know what? If you're reading your Bible, you go from Genesis to what? Exodus. Well, you find out, ooh, it happened. I mean, it's track record. It's just history. So, but look how the Lord says this. I mean, I mean, he knew it ahead of time. Your descendants will be oppressed as slaves 400 years. Now, one thing you want to remind yourself, anything you hear about Abraham, I mean, like, why are we reading about Abraham? Because the things that happen to Abraham are yours. I'll punish the nation that enslaves them, and at the end they will come around with, look at this, look at that, look at that, look at your wallets, quit whining and saying, you know, I'm just never going to know. They're coming out with great wealth. Genesis chapter 2, one of the rivers, far, far, whatever the name of it was, I forgot. But anyway, it's where nuggets of pure gold are found. Nothing wrong with gold. Praise the Lord. All right. Notice, look at the next one. Remember, these things are yours. But you will die in peace at a ripe old age. Boy, he did. He was pushing, I think, about 154, something like that. Four generations they will return here to this land for the wickedness of the Amorite nations. Now, the Amorites were real people. It was a tribe, you know, like the Chickasaw, Choctaw, whatever it was. Okay, they were all descendants of Noah. They're not going to be ready for punishment until then. What's up with that? You would not believe what the Indians did in this nation to one another. You would not believe what civilizations do to one another in this world. It's horrible. That's the reason the Israelites went downhill fast after they had their kingdom. They were throwing their kids to, hey, there's some hot coals over there. Where's my little two-year-old at? Hey, bye-bye, I'm going to give you to the Dagon. And just threw their kid to the fire. Horrible stuff. Anyway, 
As the sun was, uh, okay, I want to go any further than that. Okay, so, but notice this, 400 years, they're going to be in this, uh, they're going to be in this other, uh, uh, in this foreign land. Now, let's go see what happened here. Let's go to the book of Exodus, and we're going to jump all the way to uh, chapter 11. Okay. Let my people go. Okay, we get it. All right, watch this. The Lord says, I'm going to send one more disaster upon Pharaoh and his land. After that, he'll let you go. In fact, he'll be so anxious to get rid of you. He'll practically throw you out of the country. Tell all the... Now, I didn't mean to show you this. Uh-oh. Here comes that doggone money again. You know, we're all supposed to be poor. No, we're not. They didn't gamble over Jesus' dirty underwear. These were Roman officers. Something about his clothes was worth money. Okay. Just saying, tell all the people, uh, the men and women of Israel to ask their Egyptian neighbors for gold and, and silver jewelry. For God caused the Egyptians to be very favorable to the people of Israel and Moses. And Moses was a very great man in the land of Egypt and was revered by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. Now, all that favors yours. That's, just, that's not a mouthful for no good. It belongs to you too today. You'll find out. This stuff just follows you around. Now Moses announced to Pharaoh. Now listen, he is right there talking to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh is still pretty ugly, nasty. He said to Pharaoh, okay, Pharaoh's here. Here's Moses. He's talking to him. God says, Jehovah says at midnight, I'm going to pass. This is very important. It's Passover. Very simple. The youngest of us in here. Ryder, I'm going to pass something to you. We can get it. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. I'm going to pass through Egypt, and all the oldest sons shall die in every family in Egypt, from the eldest, the oldest child of Pharaoh, heir to his throne, to the oldest child, his lowliest slave, and even the firstborn of the animals. The wail of death will resound throughout the entire land of Egypt. Never before has there ever been such anguish, and it never will be again. They say, wonder why that is. Well, we'll keep reading, and you'll see. Okay. But not a dog shall move his tongue against any of the people of Israel. That's the reason, you know, you need to get a hold of that today. You ride your bike and stuff like that, and a German shepherd chases you like it did me one time, you know, or you get in the presence of some yappy little dog, and you're like, how am I going to get from here? You're going to be fine. Amazing, the help that we have. Anyway, not a dog's going to move his tongue against the people of Israel, nor shall any of their animals die. Wow. Then you will know. Now what are we going to know? You're going to know something. You're going to know that Jehovah, that's the Lord, makes a distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelis. Now, listen, we, a lot of times we like to say, well, the good happens to everybody and the bad happens. There's a difference, praise the Lord. You've got this wonderful protection that belongs to you. There is a difference, and you need to believe that difference. Don't believe your world's going to go down the drain. It's not. Mm -mm. All these officials of you, no, excuse me, let's see where we get to. Oh. Uh, yeah, the Lord's going to make a distinction. All the officials of yours will come running to me, bowing low and begging. Please leave at once. Now, remember, he's talking to Pharaoh. Pharaoh's going, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, knock yourself out. Only then will I go. Look at that. Then, red-faced with anger. Oh, wait a minute. We're supposed to be polite. That's not Jesus-like. Moses was so mad. And if you couldn't understand why, it's because you didn't read in the last little bit. If you read it, it was one plague after another, after another, after another. And the, the Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's staff was like telling Pharaoh, Are you out of your mind? Let these people go. You're ruining our nation. But Pharaoh continued to say, Nope, I'm not going to let them go. Moses, red-faced with anger, stomped. Well, he's got attitude. He needs to get saved. Moses, he already knows the Lord. Okay, 
red-faced with anger. He stomped out of the palace. The Lord told Moses, Pharaoh won't listen. And uh, he will give me, here's what you want to see, give me the opportunity of doing great, mighty, mighty miracles to demonstrate my power. You think, well, God, you're schizophrenic. Wait, the whole world was worshiping the sun. The whole world forgot. It was like the days of Noah. The wickedness of the world was so bad. You know, God said, well, that's it. I'm done with it, you know. Except he found favor with, uh, Noah found favor with him. Let's don't go back to that story. Let's look at this. The whole world is worse, especially Egypt. Egypt was, Egypt, the only temples that were in effect were the sun god temples. Where'd you get that from? Well, I Googled it. I don't Google anything hardly. Uh, Not from Jesus' standpoint. You get this right out of the scriptures. Read it yourself. You'll see it. All right, he's not going to listen. It's going to give me a great opportunity. Why? See, remember, all these people weren't going to church. Even Moses' kinfolk and stuff, they didn't know who Jehovah was. Matter of fact, they told Moses, stop. We'd rather just, don't, don't stir things up with Pharaoh, please. But after all of a sudden, the hail was destroying everybody else, and they're okay. And when the light switch was off all over town, but yet the Israelites had light over there in the land of Goshen, they were like, hey, this is pretty cool stuff, you know, and it's going to stay that way. So they were learning about the Lord. So Moses said he won't, he's not going to listen. He's going to give me the opportunity of doing, not just didding. He's doing. He's going to keep doing that. Demonstrate my power. So although Moses and Aaron did these miracles right before Pharaoh's eyes, so you know what he did. He didn't care. Uh, his heart, though he wouldn't, he wouldn't let the people leave. All right, now Passover. What's the big deal? The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, from now on, now get this, now on, and that's the reason where you are expecting today, you know, all over town, if you went to church, Easter, whatever, Passover, from now on. Why? This month will be the first and most important of the entire year. What gives? Annually, at the 10th of this month, that's March, okay, announce this to all the people of Israel. Each family shall get a lamb, okay, and if a family is small, let it share the lamb with another family, a small family in the neighborhood, to share in, uh, it depends on the size of the family. The animal shall be a one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat, without any defects. Now you can sort of sense that, ooh, now I realize how Jesus uh, plays into this. On the evening of the 14th day of the month, all these lambs shall be killed. Their blood shall be placed on the two sides frames of the door of every home and on the panel above the door. Use the blood of the lamb... Uh, no, excuse me, use the blood of the lamb eaten in that home. Everyone shall eat roast lamb that night with unleavened bread, bitter herbs. The meat must not be, you know, boiled or whatever, the head, all this kind of stuff. Okay, burn what's left. See what happens next. All right, notice this. Eat with your traveling clothes on, prepared for a long journey, wearing your walking shoes, carrying your walking sticks in your hands, eat it hurriedly. This observance shall be called the Lord's Passover. It wasn't like, well, we just see if this stuff happens or not. Not too sure Pharaoh's ever going to let us go. No, God says, you're getting out of here. This is the last one. They're going to run you out of town after this. For I will pass through the land of Egypt tonight and kill all the oldest sons and firstborn male animals in all the land and execute judgment. Notice this. That's the deal on all the gods of Egypt. For I'm Jehovah. The blood you've placed on the doorpost will be proof that you obey me. When I see the blood, when I see the blood, wow. Oh, the blood of Jesus. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. Now you see? Okay. Okay. I will pass over you, look at this, and not destroy your firstborn children when I smite the land of Egypt. Now remember, you've got to understand, remember what he just said, he's going to execute judgment on these gods of Egypt. 
There's no... You know, remember the Ten Commandments? You have to understand, God is a jealous God. I mean, and shouldn't he be? He created everything. And people are out there going, oh, I worship that stone over there. You made everything. Huh? That stone didn't make everything. Oh, I believe there's aliens out there. Ain't found them yet. America right now is spending millions of dollars with these little stations radioing out there going, you know, sending signals. And guess what they've gotten back so far? Nothing. You're not going to find anything. Everything NASA's doing, and thank God we do exploration, but guess what they always say? Well, we're trying to determine the life sources out there. They hadn't found it yet. With a telescope, we should have been able to see somebody looking back going, Hey, how you doing? They can't find it. It's not out there. Every planet's desolate. It is. Okay. Notice this. You shall... Oh, we don't have no celebrations. It's a celebration... If you knew tonight that nobody in your household was going to die and God was going to protect you, wouldn't this be a celebration? We've ruined this so many times. We've just gotten religious, you know, whatever. You'll celebrate this event uh, each year. It's a permanent law to remind you what of this fatal night. And the good thing about it is it wasn't fatal for us. This is going to last, celebration is going to last seven days. Oh my gosh, I do not want to hear a preacher for seven days. Well, that's what we've kind of watered it down to. That's not what it is. It was tailgate parties. Oh my gosh. They were celebrating. They were giving gifts. It was wonderful. That entire period, you're only going to eat bread made without yeast. Now, why'd they do that? Because they're in a hurry. We're getting out tomorrow morning. You don't have time for the bread to rise. We're going to hit the trail running. Where are we going? We're going to the promised land. Yeah, it's exactly right. It tells you later. You'll see it. it was unleavened bread because you don't have time for it. You, you guys are getting out of here. The psalmist wrote and said there was not one feeble one among them when they left that night. Well, you know, us older folks, you know, we're not going to be able to leave in the morning, you know. They could all leave, praise the Lord. Everybody left. There was healing for everybody. And now you see why Jesus was so great. Jesus, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5, he is our Passover. And it's interesting what time he was crucified on the Passover. Okay. It's going to last seven days. That entire period, you're only going to eat bread made without yeast. Anyone who bathes at any time, you know, they're going to be excommunicated. Well, think about that. I mean, if you're not going to play along, okay, don't do the doorpost thing. Enjoy yourself. Knock yourself out. Say goodbye to your oldest son, you know. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Anyway, it's going to happen again, he says. Uh, Okay. This annual celebration with unleavened bread will cause you to always remember today. That's what we, we forget these things. Remember today that you were brought out of the land of Egypt. Now remember, coming out of Egypt is slavery. So whatever your trouble is, you should think about today, praise the Lord, Easter, whatever. It's all related to this. Man, I'm out of my slavery, whatever it is. Bad job, whatever. Bad relationships, where I'm out of this. The Lord has got me out of this stuff. Your back's hurting, your eye's not working right or something. or what? Just Your cars just seem like they're pathetic, you know, you know. I mean, Patrick's got a beautiful truck, and the Chevrolet dealerships had it for six weeks. They can't find out what the problem with is. But it doesn't matter, praise the Lord. God's going to fix every ailing problem you've got. Okay. You're going to celebrate generation after generation. Okay, only, here we go, only bread without yeast. Okay, la da 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 Let's keep going. No, okay. <clears throat> Notice what he says next. Watch this. Uh, it applies to foreigners. In other words, they can get involved in this too. You know, okay, it says go get these lambs. Okay, drain the blood, put it on the sides of the post. Okay, we got that. Jehovah's going to pass through the land. The Egyptians are going to die anyway. They're firstborn. Uh, when, the, the, it, when they see the blood on the panel of the door top and the two sides, he will pass over. 
that home and not permit the destroyer, notice he's called the destroyer, to come in and enter and kill your firstborn. And remember this permanent law for you and your posterity. When you come into the land, he's promised you, and when you're celebrating Passover, look at this, and your children ask, tell them it was the ether bunny. No, no. <laughs> you can still get the ether bunny figured out in there somewhere, but th this is the cool part. You raise kids realizing you've got a future, you've got a hope. You're not going to die young. I mean, remind them, Ten Commandments. Uh, what's that one about the kids? Yeah, honor your father and mother. You'll live long, and it'll be well with you all the days of your life. Praise the Lord. It's the first commandment with promise. It's not first commandment with, uh, you can't always count on that. You can count on that. Praise the Lord. Okay. Hey, what does this mean, Daddy? What is this ceremony about? And you'll reply, it's the celebration of Jehovah passing over us. Not even a dog barked at us, you know. Passed over the homes of Israel, although we killed the Egyptians. Remember, the Egyptians were, oh my God. First off, they were, quit thinking the Egyptians were so great. They were killing every male Hebrew child. Boy, you talk about anti-Semites. They were killing the Jews. Okay, and God says, well, we're going to fix this. Okay, we'll put a stop to this. All right. He passed over the homes of Israel, although he killed the Egyptians. He passed over our houses and did not come in to destroy us. And all the people bowed their heads to worship. Wow. Okay, at that night, it, uh, it took place. I'm not going to read all those details there. Uh, but anyway, notice Pharaoh finally called Moses in. He said, leave us, please go, all of you. Go serve Jehovah, as you said. Now remember, Pharaoh is devastated because he lost his son. I mean, all of them, are, the, the cry of death was all over Egypt. And he, look what he says right here. He says, oh, and please give me a blessing as you go. Wow. Wow. Look what they said. They said the Egyptians were urgent to get the people of Israel out. So to get him out of the land so quickly, for they said, we're as good as dead. Wow. Now look at this, look at this, look at this. I'm, I'm, I'm speeding ahead just a little bit. And the people of Israel did as Moses said, asked of the Egyptians for silver and gold and clothing. And the Lord gave the Israelis favor with the Egyptians so that they gave them whatever they wanted. The Egyptians were practically stripped of everything they owned. Praise the Lord. Do you know what Passover is? Wow. Wow. Now let me skip ahead just a second. <clears throat> Okay, so they're fixing to head to the Red Sea right here. Oh, okay. I want to go to, let's see, 29. We're going to jump ahead because oh, this is all history. It's history. doesn't take you long to cover this. You have to watch it. Sometimes when you read your Bible, you have a temptation to fall asleep. And if you need to go to sleep, great. But just don't leave off your Bible. Pick it up the next day and get this stuff. And you go, oh, oh I can't wait to read what happened next. And if get a chapter or whatever. Just get the history. Here we go. This ceremony of the dedication of Aaron and his sons with one young, I mean, one bull. Okay, I'm going to skip that. But anyway, uh, they were just presenting, they were just setting up the tabernacle. They got, but I want to get down here to something right here. Just a second. Okay. I know I'm making you dizzy, but here we are. Exodus 21. Look at this. Look at verse 38. Each day, each day, that would be every day. Okay. Offer two yearling lambs upon the altar. One in the morning. Oh, hi, good morning. Oh, they're offering a lamb up there. What the heck for? Your sins and mine. Sometimes we forget this. And even as Christians, we forget. We think, you know, oh, we, just, we just get heavy and we think, well, God's not going to answer my prayers. Hey, he's, you talk about morning and night, you're covered. But the tabernacle, there was always smoke over there. And you went over and you went, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord's still there. One in the morning, one in the evening. And with one of them, offer fine ground flour mixed with two pints of oil, pressed with olives, two pints of, <gasps> whoops, where'd that come from? 
We have to get over that. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Isn't it amazing? I expect everybody's Jack Daniels to be on this table next Sunday. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, I mean, you really do have to get over that, praise the Lord. I'd say, it's, it's funny, you can, you can live your own world of Christianity without getting the facts. And you realize this is the facts. Now, uh, I want us to go to, let's see, 34, watch this. Oh. So, Richard. Yes, sir. The seven days, is that on Sunday to you know, Easter? Well, that's what they sort of did. That's what they sort of do today. But it, it was, After yeah. It was, it, was a, it, was just, it was just a whole week of celebration. Well, it just depends on what kind of churches, who wants to do certain things. But it's on your calendar. It's like the Jewish calendar will say, it's, Passover starts here and it goes all week. You celebrate. You're celebrating. Yeah. And it's a constant celebration reminding yourself, not like, oh, this is holy. No, you are excited because you're thinking, praise the Lord, this happened to the, it happened to the Israelites long ago. But because he said to do it every year, it was a continual reminder that he's going to do it again. Now, uh, watch this in uh, Exodus. No, no, no. Let's see. Did I get that? Oh, one more. Hang on one second. Oh, little point here about, remember your firstborn sons. Watch this. Oh. Uh, well, let's see where I'm at. Hold on a second. Oh. Oh, here it is right, right in front of me. Okay. And the Lord said to Moses, that's Jehovah. Okay. Whenever you take a census of the people, each man who is numbered shall bring a ransom Oh, to the Lord for his soul. So there'll be, look at that. So there'll be no plague among the people when you number them. Yeah, but you can't do nothing about sickness. Well, obviously you can here. His payment would be half a buck. Can you imagine that? And that's when a child is born. The firstborn child always went to the temple. And I wouldn't have to do this today because Jesus has ransomed us. But I want you to see the details here for half a buck. You didn't lose your child. You gave him to the Lord. That's why Samuel was given to the Lord. Hannah had a child. She said, I'm going to give him to the Lord. She actually gave him to the Lord. Okay, when he was five years old, gave him to the Lord. Great move. But she didn't have to. She didn't have to. She just said she was. But every, every Israelite, every, every, notice this, every, each man that's numbered. So uh, his payment would be half a buck. When they reach their 20th birthday, give this offering. The rich shall not give more, the poor shall not give less. This is an offering made to the Lord for the atonement for yourselves. Use this money in the temple. Okay. Oh. Uh, all right, now I want to go over here just a second. Oop, oop, pass it. 34. Here we go. All right, 34. 34, 24 is what I remembered. Okay. Notice this. Uh, let's get to it so I can notice it. Oh, yeah, look at this. I'll start with 22. You must remember to celebrate these three annual festivals. Yeah, what a drag. It wasn't a drag. It was a great time. It was tailgating, okay? The one you, I don't, I don't want to hear the choir. You would want to hear this one, you know. But it wasn't just that. There were people everywhere. They couldn't all fit in there. It was a celebration everywhere. It was just a great time. But I want you to see this. The Festival of Weeks, Festival of Wheat, Festival of Harvest, whatever, and all the Passover was in there too. On these three occasions, all the men of, and boys of Israel shall appear before the Lord. Now notice this phrase. No one. Now watch closely. No one. Well, who's going to watch the farm? Who's going to take care of my stuff? I might lose. Or just even today, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I'm just worried somebody's going to break it. I hope Richard gets done. I didn't lock the house, you know. <laughs> No one will attack you and conquer your land when you go up to appear before the Lord your God. Now, how often do we go up before the Lord right now? All the time. It's 24-7. Nobody's going to attack you. We're so protected. Gosh, it's amazing. Okay. Let's jump over here. This is, he said actually to do this. 
And let's, let's take a look at something here. Let's go to Mark. Mark. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Their history. They're not all jumbled up, so you can go right to these little places. Uh, let's take a look at what... Uh-oh. Now, this is right when Jesus is fixed to be crucified. Look at that. The Passover. What a coincidence, as Gavin was saying. Well, that wasn't a coincidence, was it? This was strategic. The Passover observance began two days later, an annual Jewish holiday. When no bread with yeast was made, the chief priests and other Jewish leaders were still looking for an opportunity to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. Man, this is getting creepy. You mean he died on the Passover? Yeah. Remember, we didn't put this together. The Lord did. The Lord did. Let me show you something else that's kind of special. Look at this over here in the book of John. We're right there close. Well, come on. Let's speed up a little bit. Let's go to the book of John. Notice this right here. John the Baptist says something about the Lord. Look what he says. Oh. The next day, John saw Jesus coming and said, Look! There is the Lamb of God. I beg your pardon? What's a lamb got to do with it? Well, like we said over here, we just found out. Let's go to... uh, Well, we're in the book of John. Let's run over here real quick. So Jesus... It was on the Passover. Wow. Let's see where I want to go here. Here we go, right here. Jesus is on the cross at this point. He'd been up there for several hours. Uh, the place of the skull. Let's see, here we are in, this is John 19. Uh, da, 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 da. Hang on one second. Look at 31. The Jewish leaders didn't want the victims hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath, but a very special Sabbath. Oh, really? What? It's Passover. Wow. So Pilate ordered the legs of the men broken to hasten death so their bodies could be taken down. The soldiers came and broke the legs of the first two men crucified, but they came to Jesus, and he was dead already, and one of them (laughs) pokes him in the stomach there and pierced him in his side. And uh, blood and water poured out. Notice what John says, because he was standing there. He said, man, I saw this, and I'll give you an accurate account. I saw it. I was there. I saw it. I saw it. Wow. Uh, two, there were two thieves, one on the left and one on the right, you know, whatever. <clears throat> wow. Okay, so wow, Jesus had, this was on the Passover. Amazing. Back to... Uh, let me go back to John one more. I mean, John 1, just one more time. And look at this. Oh, right here. He said, yeah, the following day, um, I mean, he already said that. Let's see. Hold on one second right here. Oh, yeah, the following day, this is the second time he said this. Jesus walked by and John looked at him intently and said, there's the Lamb of God. And that's when Peter and Andrew, well, Andrew actually came uh, and followed him. Uh, oh, Looked around, two disciples were following him. And what do you want? He says, where do you live? And Jesus said, come and see. And about that place, there was four o'clock in the afternoon. One of these guys was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Then he went and got Peter. And you got to imagine, this is, this is a little bit freaky, okay? But they're figuring all this stuff out. Andrew went and got Peter and said, hey, man, look, we found a Messiah. So you imagine, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So you show up to Jesus, and all of a sudden, he says, hey. He didn't say, hey, my name's Jesus. What's your name? No. Jesus told him what his name was. You're Simon, and I'm going to call you Rock. He was really rocking everybody's But Look at this. Philip went and found Nathaniel and said, We found the Messiah, the very person Moses and the prophets talked about. 
That's the reason you got to read. So we'll know that, oh, it's not just like, well, the preacher told a cute little story and he said, no, you'll have figured it out yourself. So anyway, uh, they, brought, uh, they brought Nathaniel to him. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Anyway, Nathaniel says, Nazareth, are you coming? New Hope, are you kidding? There's no, but nothing good can come out of New Hope. You know, that's all he would say. It's a town, whatever. You know? <laughs> Same thing with Huntsville. Huntsville High, Auburn, really. Nothing good comes out of Auburn. You know? <laughs> yeah, No Hope, yeah, whatever. No, not really. <laughs> okay, how do you know? And notice, oh, the Lord says this. Jesus said, here comes an honest man, a true son of Israel. Now, remember, you've never seen this guy before. And now he says, well, you're an honest guy. Nathaniel says, how do you know what I'm like? Now, look at this. I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Now, suppose it was you, and you're just sitting there dinking around that morning. You're going, you know, I don't even think God knows I exist. And you're looking at this fig tree, and all of a sudden, Jesus shows up and says, I saw you under that fig tree this morning. <laughs> and notice what he says. You're the son of God, you know. He knew it. Nobody knew that. But apparently, now look what the Lord says. You only get three wishes and that's the end of it. No, 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 no. Do you believe this just because I told you I saw you in the fig tree? You will see greater proofs than this. You'll even see heaven open and the angels of God coming back and forth to the Messiah. Wow. So Jesus, wow. He's referenced as our Passover. Let me show you another great spot right here. Just real quick. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Boom, 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 boom. Let me switch this to um, the King James just a moment, and we'll go right back. Watch this. Okay. Uh, look at that. Purge out the old leaven. Okay. He's talking about living your life for Christ. So you'd be a new lump. Yeah, we're a little lumpy, huh? Yeah. As you are unleavened. Now, look at this. Here we go. Look at that. Look at that phrase. For Christ, our Passover. Now, what do we need a Passover today for? Well, if you go look at what happened back then, Lord, we do need a Passover. I'd like some of that. <laughs> I'd like some of that financial Passover. I'd like some of that stuff that, you know, when you get old, you start going downhill. You've got a Passover, praise the Lord. Jesus is your strength, physical, all, everything. Anyway, he's our Passover. Boy, you know, if that's not enough, look at this. I, I know it is, but I just want to show you. From start to finish, look at Revelation. I'm going to go to uh, Revelation 5. John is up in heaven, and notice, let's just catch a little bit, let's switch this to the uh, Living Bible, get it back into Alabama <clears throat> lingo for us. I saw in a scroll in the right hand of one sitting on the throne, a scroll writing on the inside and in the back, sealed with seven seals, a mighty angel with a loud voice shouting this question, who's worthy to break the seals and the scroll? Now Richard, you understand the revelation, it's a secret book. It's not no secret. I get a reward if I read this to y'all. You read chapter one. Blessed is the man that reads this. You know, you know, not just me, but anybody. Wow. Who's worthy to break the seals? No one in all heaven or from among the dead was permitted to open it. Then I wept. See, John's having this vision. He's seen it. He's seen it. And he's going, man, there's nobody. And he knew it. The world's a mess. Everything's a mess. Nobody's worthy to open the seal. Ah, wait a minute. An angel pokes him in the rib and says, hold on. There's somebody coming. Nobody's going to open it. But one of the 24 elders, 20, 24 elders, he says, stop crying. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has conquered and proved himself worthy to open the scroll. And here did he see it. And I looked and I saw a lamb. 
Now, wait a minute. We're already out. We don't need to celebrate this Passover stuff. We don't need to know what it means. I mean, it was just a little, just a little bit. He is still a lamb. He still referenced as a lamb. All, I saw a lamb standing before the 24 in front of the throne. The living beings and on the lamb were wounds that caused his death. Let's go to the sixth chapter. I watched the lamb. Wow. Oh my goodness. Let's go to the seventh chapter. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Here we go. These are all the tribes that were there. Look at that. Look at that. Salvation comes from our God upon the throne and from the lamb. Wow. One more. And when the lamb had broken the seventh seal, the lamb, the lamb, the lamb. Okay, I get it. Well, praise God. Let's do get it. Hallelujah. He is our Passover lamb. Now look at this. The very last. Let's close the door on total history right here. Let's go to the end. This is the, this is the very end. What's going to happen? One second. I want to get this one right, right here just a second. Look at that. Notice he says the seven angels. He says, and I'll show you the bride, the lamb's wife. The lamb? What is this lamb? Passover, Passover, Passover. Notice this. Their names are written with the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Wow. In this wonderful city. Remember how big it is? There it is. The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. Wow. Last chapter. Look at this right here. And he pointed out a river of pure water, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne and the Lamb. Do you notice... What kind of credit could you get at Passover? I mean, come on, there's there some of them doggone Israelis that weren't living completely right, were they? It didn't matter. All you had to do was take a lamb that night. Take a lamb. And it gets me why we keep celebrating it. Oh, we celebrate it because the miracles are going to keep on going. Going to keep on going. Boy, we have a lamb from beginning to end. Okay. You know, the scripture says that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. Hallelujah. Okay. So here we are. Watch how we wrap this up. There's this river flowing from the lamb, coursing down to the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew trees of life. Yeah, yeah, what about it? Bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. Leaves were used for the medicine to heal the nations. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There's nothing in the city that's evil. The throne of, the, of God and the Lamb will be there. His servants worship Him. They'll see His face. Uh, and His name shall be written on the foreheads. Oh, anyway, on their foreheads. There'll be no night there. There's no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord will be their light. He'll reign. They'll reign forever and ever. Now, this stuff is going on in your life right now. You and I are marked. Your name is written in the Lamb's... <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> your name is written, according to Philippians 3, in the Lamb's book of life. Isn't that cool? The lamb. What's the lamb? Oh, you know what the lamb is. Passover. Praise the Lord. He's for you. Nowhere do you get singled out and say, well, Richard's just not worthy for that. That's the reason you took a lamb. The lamb was provided so that I didn't have to provide my own life to die. The angel said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. I'm coming soon. God tells his prophets uh, what the future holds. He sent his angels to tell you what was going to happen. Ah, uh, let's see. Praise the Lord. Okay. Last thing. Let me close right here. So where does David come up with all this at? How in the world can he get away with this? The Lord, or you could say the Lamb. 
He's my shepherd. I, I have everything I need. I have everything I need. Now think about it. Let's just don't quit there. He lets me rest in meadow grass and leaves me beside the quiet streams. He gives me new strength. He helps me do whatever honors him the most. Even when I'm walking through the dark valley of death, I'm not going to be afraid. Now, Richard, come on, you've got to be real. Sometimes, remember the Passover. And you would get a complete drill on this every year at least. Oh, Passover's next week. Oh, I can't wait to go through that again and, and realize what happened. Oh, praise the Lord. I will, uh, he said, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Boy, Christians, forget that. And Jesus said, I've never, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. It was, a du- it was a triple negative. I'll never, never, never leave you. Wow. Guarding, guiding all the way. And he says, boy, you provide delicious food for me in the presence of, say you have a nightmare today. You've got a problem facing you. Look for that table. You have a table. You can eat before you conquer them. I mean, you got it made. Praise the Lord. You've welcomed me as your guest. Blessings overflow. Your goodness and unfailing kindness, in other words, surely goodness and mercy follow me, shall be with me. Look at that. That's today, all of your life. And afterward, 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 I prepared, he says, you know, I go to prepare a place for you. Man, you got a mansion in the sky. Why? Wraps it all up. He's the lamb. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. No matter what we feel like, headaches, pains, or whatever they are, just some great worry about maybe one day something might happen. No, praise the Lord. Jesus is our lamb. Same thing's true financially. What could come against us financially? We're, we're, we're so blessed. Just like the Egyptians, they, they gave favor to the Israelis and they just stripped them. They had all this gold. In, you did it, Lord. We didn't do it. You did. So you'll do it again. Praise the Lord. You asked us to celebrate these things and remember what happened. Well, if it's not this or that or whatever, but it's some other gnawing problem we're faced with. Lord, I just thank you. You'll get us out of that, whatever that is. And that didn't leave anything left. But for us to leave history about what you've done in our life. For us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, amen. Hallelujah. I wrote all of it myself.